under your butt. I'm, of course, surprised that a story had such an immediate and profound effect upon radio listeners. Hooey pleases the boobs a great deal more than sense. Whoa, is us! We're in a lot of trouble! In politics, man must learn to rise above principle. What the hell are we doing here? We are behaving the way a superpower ought to behave. Well, our behavior has produced some crappy results. What we're witnessing now is the failure of the state. It is a death struggle for our republic. Giving voice to liberty in our time. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Joey Clark Radio Hour. Now, this is a very special Joey Clark Radio Hour. First off, because Southern Wood and I are reunited. I saw him earlier today. Family! But we call him Clabe early in the morning. 84 midday, but here on the Joey Clark Radio Hour. Southernwood. Southernwood all day, every day. He abides, ladies and gentlemen. He abides. And I was lost all week last week. Yeah, I know. We didn't get to see each other. I was so sad every night at 6 o'clock because I'm usually like either like a Tuesday, Thursday, or a Thursday, Friday, or a Tuesday, Friday. And I already had that guest plan for Tuesday this week. And I just, I was like, I woke up Tuesday morning and was like, oh, I get to see my buddy. And I was like, no, he's in New York. Yeah. Right. And they. Yeah, let's not talk about it. Let's not talk about it. Let's not talk about it. It hurt me on the inside because, you know, I feel like I'm part of all this up here. And when I don't get to come up here, I'm just lost. I know. I have it's okay. Joey, I don't, I don't know if I've told you or not. Yeah. But I really do not have a life. Well, I already knew that. <laughs> As I, you and I are a lot alike. Oh, here, yeah. Buddy. <laughs> I'm, I'm quite the hermit. At least you have all that land and all those acres. and like, We're either up here or... At home. At home sitting in the I'm at home chair. with my, you know, hand down my pants. Not doing that, you perverts. Just, you know, relaxing. Yeah, the Al Bundy hand down the yeah, pants. Yeah, it just, I'm doing it right now. It feels good, actually, <laughs> because for folks who haven't been paying attention to Are you wearing your st- stretchy pants? I am wearing some stretchy pants because I knew it was going to be a long day. This is hour 10? Round 10. Woo! Hour 10. So the Joey Clark Radio Hour is only indeed one hour, but I've been covering all day. I got a nice little reprieve there just sidekicking and producing for Greg, so I didn't have to host. So it is essentially seven hours of hosting radio, and you were here in the morning. Dave Mowry is great. What a pickup for Baron. Uh, Get well soon, though, Jack Campbell. I want to see him. Jack is doing doing great. Oh, he's doing great. He actually, you're going to fall out of your chair when I tell you this. He actually returned a text to me mm. this weekend. I texted okay. him to check on him, and and Jack's doing well. So he's back getting... in good spirits. Did he insult you? Yes, he, then he most is back did. in good spirits. <laughs> yeah, he's back to his regular self. I like that. I like that. And you know, I also missed Eddie Bader. He, by the way, brought by some pizza for me because he knew I was going to be here all day. He's such a great guy. Great guy. And I miss telling folks about him. He's a sponsor of the show. Helps make the Joey Clark Radio Hour happen. Actually puts a little money in my pocket, and I appreciate that, Eddie. And I appreciate being able to tell folks about his services. He's a top-notch real estate agent. Can help folks buy 
that great home, especially a first-time home buyer. He can walk you through the process if you're a little hesitant. Like, oh, I don't know if I make enough money. I don't know if there are any options out there for me. Well, he can open your eyes. The scales will fall from your eyes. You'll realize all the opportunities out there in the river region, all sorts of great homes. He can also help you sell the place. Maybe your family's growing. you got to find a new place. Maybe... I don't know. You're an Air Force folks. You know, Air Force folks are big here in this town. You got to move quickly. Eddie can help you sell that place. Or maybe if you're looking to buy a place, use it as an investment, then Eddie Bader with the Goodson Group can help you out. They can manage the place for you. So you don't have to manage it yourself, but you can still make a pretty good income from that place. And also, I want to tell folks about, I haven't talked about this before, but the Goodson Group is named after Bo Goodson, and Bo Goodson's School of Real Estate is a top-notch place to go and learn the craft. Craft. Like I said, <laughs> 10 hours straight, folks. Learn the craft of real estate. Classes, that's where I was getting tongue-tied, classes meet every Thursday. It's a very active class taught by Bo Goodson himself. He has over 40 years of experience in the business, and he continues to be active as a broker and realtor to this day. So in the class, he uses real-life experience instead of going, turn to this page in your textbook. No, he's giving you real-life stories, ones from the past, ones recently. He's, because of that experience, seen the market go all different directions. So important, too. Very important. So even if you're just thinking about buying a place or selling a place and you're not wanting to become a realtor per se, the class is still great as an educational experience. So you really know what you're doing, especially if you're thinking about investing in properties and renting them out. It kind of shows you how the market works, what realtors go through to help people buy and sell, like Eddie Bader with the Goodson Group. So give the Goodson Group a call. You can register, 551-0225, the number directly for Bo Goodson, 551-0225, or... Also, give Eddie Bader a call. He can help you out with this. 322-0662. I I love our sponsors. Eddie's such a great guy. Thank you for the pizza, man. It's helped me survive this long, long day. He's a good good dude. He and Susanna are just... If you meet them, if you don't like them, there's something wrong with you. Yes. (laughs) Because there ain't nothing wrong with them. Now, I have to admit, at this point in the day, and for folks who don't understand, and you can relate to this somewhat because you've been doing this for a little while, hanging out with us. Uh, When you are doing radio, I'd never really want to complain about it uh, because, well, there's a phrase up in New York I'd never heard before. You're either uh, complaining or you're bragging. And it's something I've never heard before. Like, never. Right. Okay. And, and so people will complain, but it's to show off how much they've done or how much they're going through. And they kind of explain okay, it to that, me. That, that That's a saying sense. up there or something okay. like that. Yeah, I dig it. But I, I guess I'm complaining and bragging today. Uh, I find myself sitting here tired, and I usually don't like to talk about this because I'm not in the heating and air business. I'm not out there in the heat, working with my hands, driving around in traffic. You know, really putting my back into my work. I'm mostly using the old noggin up here as much as it does work. But there's a weird thing where you do get tongue-tied, your brain gets a bit fried, and you find yourself just like, oh, I'm so done with this. But I'm feeling good tonight. I'm actually feeling a little silly in yeah. my delirium. Well, I, I tell you, the, the, the most tired... Now, physically, you can you can like physically get your body tired and and you, you just are give out, sure. as we would say in the country. Yeah. But the most tired I've ever been 
is when I'm doing like continuing education or mm, mm-hmm. uh, I remember when I applied for my electrical license you have to you have to fill out at that time you had to fill out handwritten forms yes I am that old y'all I'll kiss my rear end you had to handwrite and prove that you had 10,000 hours of experience in and the the mental part of that of sitting down and doing that for it probably took me it took me two days so you know 16 yeah. 18 hours i was give out from just using my head yeah and people don't realize it's weird it, it's it's easy for me because hmm. i'm you well, look at that wait, big wait. noggin that big brain on you no i'm, I'm hold on let you me let me finish all that blood up there it's easy for me because you have to look at this like we're calling a football game. Sure. You're the play-by-play guy. Right. You have to make all the calls. All that I do, I comment on what you say. I don't bring up the content. You're maybe, the color commentator. Yeah. Maybe every once in a while I might find a story or something and say, Hey, Joey, let's talk about this. But that's not my responsibility. I just react as a listener would right. that's driving down the road right now and they're in the car and you say something and and whatever pops into my head, I do. It is hard to come up with an hour, much less seven hours of content to cover without being repetitive. Well, sure. But, I mean, I've repeated myself some. The news allows for that. But it is difficult. It's that sort of play-by-play Here's the topic. Here's what's driving the day. The news cycle has been pretty juicy, so it actually hasn't been that difficult of a day. Um, but you do find yourself like bored, like saying the same things over and over again. Yeah. Well, and here's what's happened today. Roy Moore has announced that he is, in fact, running for Senate again. God. <sighs> yeah, and because I'm so tired, I probably don't need to talk about it much. I'll be ugly, and I don't need to be ugly. Let's be honest. The one part, I'll say this. When I was listening to his press conference, and he's like, I've never seen so much attention for a Senate race before. And I don't understand what all these people are so afraid and scared of. Are they scared of me running because I believe in God? Are they scared of me running because I believe in the Constitution and I believe in securing the border and blah, blah, blah? No, Roy, that's not it. They're scared of him running because he skeezed on 16-year-olds. And you lost last time. That's why even the people that don't believe that you skeezed on the young women thought he was wrongfully accused. You still lost. And that's what so many people are scared of. So the high and mighty routine was a bit much today. Like, I don't know why people don't want me to run. Why does Donald Trump and Don Jr. not want me to run? Is it because they're scared of what you believe in in a heartfelt manner? No, it's not. Donald Trump supported you last time after you beat Luther Strange. So I just don't like that routine. I, I think it's a weird sort of victim mentality, actually. It is. And I don't like victim mentalities when they're really not warranted. It's, it's a victim mentality combined with a God mentality. Yeah, like poor it's, pitiful me. Look at I'm being put on for the deeply held beliefs I have. No, you're being put upon and told not to run because you lost. 
Right. There, there's like I think there's 5.5 million people in the state of Alabama. Yeah. There was one person in the state of Alabama. If if Joey Clark's name would have been on the ballot against Doug Jones, Joey Clark would be a senator right now. I don't know about that. Oh, I'm 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 a hundred percent sure. Have about you that. looked at the skeletons in my closet? I'll go show you. I mean, I'm not no. going to show you every nook and cranny. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to see your nooks nor your crannies. I promise see, it's you comments like that. No, I don't think I'd win. Uh, but, but, but you know what I'm saying. I, do. I mean, I, I mean, do. honest to goodness. I yeah. mean, anybody, anybody could have won that race. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm scared. Well, but here's the thing. This is why he's running. He wants to prove folks like ourselves and many other people, from the President of the United States to the senior senator of Alabama, Richard Shelby, to little old Joey Clark, that we're wrong. And he's going to win. So go ahead. You have your chance. I'm not going to sit here and constantly crap on Roy Moore. My point is, there are a lot of people that don't... I've looked for positive press. I've really looked for it on social media from callers. We've had several callers say, I like Roy Moore. I support Roy Moore. I don't think he should do this. And uh, hopefully that's what's going to get him because what you're saying right now is the the ideal behind being a public servant. Yeah. And that's what, in which we say that, ha, 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 yeah. You're a senator. You're a congressman. You're you're a public Such a servant. suffering servant washing people's feet. Yeah. You're supposed to be serving the people. Yeah. And he is doing this for one reason and one reason alone, just like you just said. Yep. He's doing it to maybe clear his name a little bit. But the biggest reason he's doing this, in my opinion, this is just Clay's humble opinion, he's doing it to say, ah, screw y'all. Yeah. And I think he feels deeply... I listened to that press conference today. He feels deeply wrong ego. by what happened, too. And that's ego. Yeah. And that's where you just have to swallow it and just say, hey, but you this know is what? the guy after... Here's, But think about where he's come from. After being kicked off the bench from the Supreme Court of Alabama... He twice. Came, tw- but, twice. But after the first time, who would have actually run again? But Roy Moore did. And he won again. Now he got kicked off again. But that's the type of guy he is. He's, he is stubborn as hell. And maybe that's to mm-hmm. his credit. It's sometimes a bit too much, in my opinion. And he'll have to compete against some pretty good candidates already in the race. We'll see what happens. But that happened today. That's big local news. And apparently national news. Because I wonder why the people in New York City... New York talk- City! I wonder why they like talking about Roy Moore, Alabama. Just think long and hard. I'm not going to spell it out, but why do the don't, people... Uh, uh, Joey, 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 Joey. Why do they Joey, like talking about Roy Moore? Don't don't say long and hard when you're talking about a Roy Moore story, please. Duly noted. Thank you. Anyway. Other things that happened today. Iran shot down. This happened early this morning. I saw the news article. I think it was posted on a lot of sites at like 3 or 4 in the morning. Uh, Iran shot down an American drone, and now everybody's wondering, what's the president going to do? What are we going to do? And it's still not clear exactly what we're going to do. I don't think war with Iran is a good idea. Agreed. Yeah. um, Iran, they know... uh, I'm no fan of theirs, 
and they are in a way testing the Trump administration and testing the resolve of places like Saudi Arabia and Israel and the Europeans. And they know they can rely a little bit on places like Russia and China to back them up. But uh, we'll see where that goes. That's one of these tripwires, though, in geopolitics that makes me a bit nervous. We got Supreme Court rulings today. No, you wanted to say something about Iran, Iran? That's the thing that confuses me about that Mm. is the tankers that were blown up in the, the straits. They claim they did not do that, right? But they immediately came out and, and shot claimed it. Yes. Don't say they shot it down. They claimed that they shot down the drone. That makes my spidey senses go off. Oh sure. Why would you shoot down a reconnaissance drone in the Strait of Hormuz? And, and for the people that don't know, this isn't like a drone you go at in your backyard. No. That's you know, this like thing looks like an airplane. Six by eight inches wide yeah. that you operate. No, this it is a it's a massive airplane, like a seven forty seven. It's a drone because it's around. unmanned. Exactly, uh, an unmanned aerial. You know, but it just is curious vehicle. to me that they would they would immediately claim responsibility for this and then deny that they put the sticky mines, bombs yeah sticky yeah. mines yeah. and that, that's yeah, it's just, there's it's, something weird about that isn't and it adorable i wouldn't uh, you know i mean i ain't gonna say cia but i'm just wondering mm-hmm. if there isn't something else going on over there trying to entice possible. us in i mean do you i mean the deep state exists it's possible but why would iran i mean this is directly from the head of the revolutionary guard over I, there I claim responsibility it. For and that's it. that's why and and i may just not be smart enough to understand it but it it's it's curious i'll put it that way it's very curious to me that you would claim one and deny the other one if they didn't do it who put the sticky bombs on the tankers well, I mean, it does make sense in, in this regard. They don't want full-scale war with the United States. <laughs> no. They really don't. We don't want it either, but they don't want it for different reasons. <laughs> we don't want it because be it's more inconvenient, if not tragic, on deeply personal levels for the people over there serving who may die. All the money that comes out of our bank accounts, our pockets, in order to prosecute a war like that. But for the Iranians, it could mean, you know, the end of their way of life, if you're talking about the regime, if they really got in a war with the United States. So what do they rely on? They rely on, well, it's kind of like Russia with their little green men. Actions that you can deny all day long, but that can also send a message and really screw things up. And in this case, if you can suggest to, in particular, Saudi Arabia and the Gulf Arabs that it's going to be really inconvenient for you to move goods and oil and other energy resources through the Strait of Hormuz. That's the subtle message. We can make things with very low cost painful for you guys. And then they can deny it all day long. And I think they would shoot down, if this is all true, they would shoot down a reconnaissance drone because a reconnaissance drone can really see what they're up to. Especially one like that. Right. So, we'll see where this goes. We'll see where this goes. There were Supreme Court decisions today. Uh, we could get into those more tomorrow. We cover, You and I covered that this morning with the, the Peace Cross in Maryland. I like mm-hmm. that decision. And I appreciate it that I believe Kagan 
And it was a 7-2 to two decision. The only people that dissented yeah. were Sotomayor, Sotomayor and, and Ginsburg. And, well, mm, she actually yeah. read her dissent from the bench, which is unusual. I, that's I, not that's a rare thing. Yeah, that's how well, strongly she felt about it. Somebody had a string on her chin, making her chin move. It's like weekend at Bernie's. Yeah, <laughs> weekend, okay. Yeah, weekend at Ruth's. But here's a story I have yet to cover today, where I'm not repeating myself. All right, let's call this story the Organ Eleven. Oregon's Democratic governor, folks. Her name is Kate Brown. She's dispatched state troopers in the state of Oregon to find missing Republican senators, state senators, and bring them back to Salem, Oregon, to legislate. All 11 state senator Republicans from Oregon are in hiding, at least some of them even out of state, in order to prevent the Senate from having a quorum it needs to operate. Hey, th- this happened before. Mm-hmm. It happened, uh, was it in Arkansas? Or? It was in Oregon a few years ago. It was in Oregon. Well, then it's happened. And the shoe was on the other foot. And it's happened, I think, before even the national level. It's happened. This happens God, from time like to time. It was like in Missouri or something. I mean, it's, yeah. Okay, so they're, they're just staying out so they don't have enough. Here's why these 11 Republican legislators from the state of Oregon are in hiding. They can't abide. Mm-hmm. They can't abide, Southernwood, the Democrat-backed carbon cap and spin bill that is up for a Senate vote today. When Republicans failed to show up on the Senate floor for today's 11 a.m. session, Senate President Peter Courtney of Salem, a Democrat, asked the sergeant-at-arms to search the Capitol for the missing lawmakers. The search proved fruitless. I love, This is so, like, it's like a television show. I love this crap. <laughs> In response to the walkout, the... Senate President formally requested that the governor dispatch Oregon State Police troopers to round up the missing Republicans. Brown quickly granted the request, quote, It is absolutely unacceptable that the Senate Republicans would turn their back on their constituents. Yeah, because I'm sure the Republicans up in Oregon hate this. Turn their back on their constituents, who they are honor-bound to represent here in this building. They need to return and do the jobs they were elected to do. What a stupid statement. You know, every Republican up in Oregon's like, yeah, guys, keep hiding. I'll hide you in my basement. Speaking on the partially vacant Senate floor, the Senate president, the Democrat, said, I apologize to the citizens for taking state troopers off the streets for looking for missing lawmakers. Oh, no. Oh, no. The police aren't on the streets. Oh, no. Oregon's Constitution apparently allows the majority party to compel, quote-unquote, the attendance of absent members of the legislature. The process is rarely used. Senate Democrats also announced that the missing GOP lawmakers would be fined $500 per day. The money will be deducted from their per diem and salary. Again, oh no. (laughs) By Thursday afternoon, an online fundraiser, though, remember those constituents they weren't serving? An online fundraiser has raised more than three grand in support of the Senate Republicans. (laughs) Please help our courageous senators, wrote the organizer, who identified herself as Carol Williams of Silverton. Now, this is all the way back in 2001. Oregon House Democrats walked out and hid to stop a vote on a Republican legislative redistricting bill. So in 2001, Democrats did this to the Republicans. They stayed away, bringing House business to a halt for almost a week. The legislature's top lawyer advised lawmakers in 2016 that the state constitution gives the governor the power to order state police to arrest absent lawmakers. But 
and this is a big hairy butt for the Democrats in Oregon. Legislative counsel Dexter Johnson wrote, state troopers only have the power to arrest missing lawmakers in Oregon, not in other states or Canada. Oh, I love this story. It's so much fun. Joey, doing your job by being a hermit and hiding. This is a dream job for me. Joey Clark. That is the way government is supposed to work. I mean, We're not is, doing anything. That is the epitome of the way government should work. You say an epitome? No, epitome. Okay, you just it, like doing that's, that. To that's me. just a joke. I know. I don't. I don't know. That's. It, I don't it, know. Well, with it, you. It, it comes with the epitome of hyperbole. <laughs> you know, that's where that comes from. <laughs> Oh, the epitome of hyperbole. Yeah. Yeah. And for those of you in Elmore County, that's the epitome of hyperbole. <laughs> Just to clarify. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I love you, Elmore County. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> we got to hit this break. Oh, what a day, Alabama. This last hour is going well, too. I feel it feels good being reunited, Southernwood. It does feel good. Yeah. We'll be right back. All right. Joey Clark. With all the charms of a woman, you kept the secret of your youth. You let me. to wrestle. A nice pile drive to the face. Or a punch to the face. But you cannot do it. Because it is in the Bible not to wrestle your name. Joey Clark. I'm digging this song today for some reason. They are driving her wild. Oh, you're only a child. Oh my. Yes. What a responsible song. Yes, her mother knows. Because he asked. Who? The guy in the album? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, on the song. Yeah. I mean, obviously he would have asked right. if she was like 16. Well, no, it's a song about being responsible. That's right. Right. Anyway, where's, welcome where's, back to the Joey Clark Radio Hour. Where's the ephod and the shofar come in in that song? Uh, it's actually, that's a different remixed version. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's not. That's, a, is, that's the EP. Right, well, that's this actually guy. the acoustic version. That's that's more the the classic version oh, okay. everybody knows. There is uh, it's a, it was a weird uh, small community theater production of Mamma Mia 
where they did an acoustic version of that song with I like gotcha. bongos and and then occasionally the shofar would come in as some like your backing bass like ah, really hit those oh, big bass uh, notes i knew i'd heard it somewhere right yeah I, don't get it don't get it twisted you know don't get it twisted oh my goodness what a day what a day so joe biden's in trouble and i hate that i keep doing this coming to his defense like dude all he Joe said, Biden, hey, of all of the gas that he's made, oh yeah, of all, and there are numerous. I mean, it's like a file cabinet full of them, right? You know, I this, promise you, the president has a big stick, right? But today, this is not one of them. No, what he essentially? Why are they hitting him on this? Instead of all the other stupid well, everybody things, everybody wants said. to say he's like being—he's accommodating vicious racist. But then when James Clyburn steps up to the plate and says, "No, y'all are taking him out of context," I think you need to check yourself before you wreck yourself. Other presidential candidates for the Democratic Party. Joe Biden's whole point was that even these guys, who the modern Democratic Party would consider like Satan incarnate, we work together. To get things done in the Senate. I'll tell you what, though. He's going down a losing path. Of civility? (laughs) Exactly. He is going down the same path that John McCain walked down Hmm. when he ran against Obama. Hmm. Because that's all he said was, I'm a maverick. I'm my own person. I reach across the aisle. I work with the other side. Oh, I almost said that stuff doesn't work in politics anymore. Sad though. It 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 is sad, but that's what he's aiming for is to be. I'm the moderate. I'm in the middle. I've even worked. And if he would have just, if he would have just put the word even in his statement, right? When he said, "I worked with so and so." Yeah, even. If he would have just said, I've even worked with, it changes the entire context of his statement. Right. And it kind of disarms the argument, but everybody just just jumped straight on to, oh, he worked with segregationists. He worked with segregationists. That's that's terrible. That's a horrible time in the the country. And it's like, yeah, it, it was. It was a bad time, but... I've even got the ability to work with people that I completely and vehemently disagree disagree with with and get things done. Yeah, and you're right. Our politics has changed, where it is almost like winner take all. And the part that I really don't like and I think is um, terrible for us, honestly, Trump did it on Tuesday. The Democrats want to destroy you. And then the Democrats keep doing it. You know, the not only did Hillary Clinton call Trump supporters deplorable, she also, and this is the word that's interesting, I was reminded by Ben Shapiro, she also used the word, and this one's worse, irredeemable. Yeah, that's right. And, sure did. And to a degree, it's, it's a testament to how vast and diverse our country is. The people really are different. Like, you can do the classic city, you know, urban versus rural. And there are major differences. Mm-hmm. Um, there are major differences in culture from Oregon to Alabama. Florida's its own weird thing. Florida's an odd place, man. They, got a, they got a man like down there. 
Yeah, Florida's got like all the the urban kind of culture of a New York City, but it's also got like the the southern idiosyncrasies too at the same time. It, it's it depends on where you are in Florida. Yeah, it, but it's it's, it's it, a weird state. It really is because it, it's even it's even different than southern. It's like a mixture of like a West Virginia hillbilly mm-hmm. and a Louisiana Cajun put together in the Panhandle. There's some weird cats. Well, up and there. I've heard one person describe it that certain parts of Florida too are like almost like a amusement park. It's where people go to kind of get away from life. So certain communities really do look oddly contrived and fake. I mean, there are some places down there that are, you know, classic old towns with old town roads, but a little preview of tomorrow. But it's a, it's a weird, weird state. Um, and you know, Alabama's got its weirdness, too. And honestly, the panhandle of Florida... Is a, it might as well be Alabama. Mm, you get up, you know what I mean. You get up in northern Alabama. I mean, save Huntsville. Huntsville's mm. uh, oh yeah, North Alabama gets in, more in, like Tennessee. Own, yeah, you get the, the the hillbillies are not rednecks. No, completely different type it's, of southerner. It's yeah. completely different. Well, and then you go to West Virginia, a little further north, and you get the hill people. That's a different type of person. and that's the people that ended up. In North Alabama, they rolled off the mountain, and they ended up all the way. And for some reason, there's some track that runs from North Alabama all the way to Crenshaw County, and the rest of them landed in Highland Home. And a native Highland Homer, you can tell. You can absolutely look i can show you 15 pictures right now mm-hmm. and i mean you can just tell it's like oh yeah they're from highland i, I will say this though that i won't get shot <laughs> yeah i know you, you are i didn't say it he southern wood said it joey didn't say it uh the diversity of the country should be our strength and actually exactly. that slogan it's a common one of the democrats diversity is our strength it actually isn't it's only our strength if we have a common goal like, if you're trying to accomplish something, you want as many different types of people with different talents and backgrounds. You, you put all that together Correct. to accomplish that common goal. That just makes common sense. Correct. But if you're just doing diversity for diversity's sake, like, what, what in the hell is this? I brought it up a couple weeks ago. Robert Putnam. He's the guy who wrote the famous essay and then book called Bowling Alone. And he was tracking civic engagement amongst people by looking at bowling leagues as one indicator, but also church attendance, all different factors of when people got together and did things together. And, for instance, bowling leagues have gone way down in the last several decades. Church attendance, uh, like fraternal groups, all these sort of different groups. of their People still go to them, and they still exist, but they're not as strong. And then he did his latest work on, and he's very much a man of the left, he did his latest work on what's the effect of diversity. And he said if you don't have a common goal, two things happen if you have diversity. People stay home more and watch TV, and there are more protest marches. And, and, and I, not much else. I, I think you made a beautiful point right there is that it, it seems like that so much of the time now is we're promoting 
or uh, not you and I, Joey and Clay, but it, we as a whole, we're promoting diversity for diversity's sake. Mm-hmm. Just, oh, you're different? Then we've got to promote you, so we'll have another different something. You know, with the, the transgender thing, mm-hmm. you know, with the guy. Because, I mean, it was, hell, Joey, I'm telling you, when I grew up, to see a mixed race couple, that was odd. Sure. Then I know, and I'll tell you this: I I'm not even thinking about it. I asked young black women to some of the dances I went to in high school, and I'm not gonna lie, we got looks. We really did. That was in twenty or two thousand six, two thousand seven, and we were still getting looks. Yeah, not, and it wasn't like mean or anything. It's just like, well, that's different. Good for you guys. It kind of became the more like bless your heart style looks. Yeah, we'll see. And 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 I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. I mean, I'm, I'm all for that. I sure. love it. I'm, no, I'm, have, I'm definitely for it. <laughs> yeah. I like some chocolate and some <laughs> butterscotch. But uh, but then. You know, it w- it became well. Then gays have to be, and mm-hmm. and so and, and nowadays, I mean, it's what 2019. If two girls went to the prom together, sure. it would be the same thing. It'd be like, yeah, hey, that's right. great. You know, you're 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 gay. And now, if it's gotten to the point, though, is grown to not just your personal choice. You've got to keep going further. Well, and other people not only have to accept, and it, now you got to whack to... your weenie off. What? To be, yeah, you whack your weenie oh, off. Oh, you mean like everybody. transition surgery? Yeah, everybody oh, I loves you. Meant something else? No, no. I was like, whoa, there, Southern one. You've been doing this for years on the radio. What are you saying? No, I see what you mean now. But I mean, you know, it's yeah. it's you have to have something, and I don't know what the next thing that we're going to celebrate that is. I I just. Well, I, I don't. don't I don't understand. There's also this aspect of it. You not only have to accept, but you also have to celebrate. Which you know, you can pick anything. Like I don't love baseball, but I also don't like hate people who also really love baseball. There, I, let's admit, there are some folks. It's like the Pride event's going to happen in Montgomery soon. They just don't like that that's happening. And fine, you. I mean, that's your right. I'm not going to shame you for anything. I'm not going to shame you for going to the Pride event. It's more, I like that sort of, it, call it a negative piece, use an MLK term. It's not like everybody's in arms and having a great time together. But yeah. I think a negative piece gets you really far. And when you start trying to push everything on top of everybody, that we got to celebrate everything, there's, you're not going to make people happy that way. When you're always in people's faces with whatever the cause is, uh, you're going to make people uncomfortable. Yeah. Well, and you have it. It proves just that people have too much time on their hands. Mm-hmm. You're, you're you're not worried about survival. You're bored, and right. you're looking for a cause to attach yourself to. Yeah. Well, it looks like somebody's called. I wonder if this is going to be just a dial tone, though. And I'm not talking about the person. I'm wondering if it, like somebody's actually held. I'm on. saying somebody's still holding on. Uh, news talk here on there. Who's this? Hey, I was just wondering. This is uh, Mr. V. Oh, hey, uh, Mr. V. How you doing, man? Hey, by the way, before I, before I wanted to ask the question, I wanted to tell you, I have a 23-year-old son who is uh, in Norfolk, Virginia, in the Navy. Okay. And uh, I turned him on to your show. He's a big Ben Shapiro guy. All he does is Ben Shapiro. Yeah, he I like Shapiro, Shapiro, too. Yeah. And I'm like, man, I don't, you know what? I don't get a chance to listen to him as much as I want to. So he listens to Ben Shapiro, but now I'm pretty sure he's listening to 
you right now because uh, I've turned him on to your show and he loves your show too. Well, and I'll admit to him, especially if he's a Shapiro fan, I use Shapiro as a source. Ben Shapiro is fantastic. He's, yeah. he's, he's read every book. He's uh, He listens to the podcast every day. Uh, you know, and he's in the Navy, so, you know, he, you know, he's got some guys that are fellow, you know, conservatives around him, Wonderful. but he said, you know, sometimes they, you know, it, it gives me hope whenever I see, you know, you guys at y'all's younger age than I am. What's his know, first uh, name? Uh, his name is Justin. What's up, Justin? Yeah, man. Uh, but yeah, it's your pop. But anyways, hey, uh, yeah, I wanted to know if you guys considered the people I let a hatchet to be the hillbillies as well as the... The uh, Holland Homies or Homer. Oh, this is a a question for Southern Uh, Wood. No, uh, Lena Hatch is okay. You think so? I mean, I've met some pretty shady folks in there. Well, I mean, there's a couple of shady folks everywhere down in my area of the woods. And there's some shady people in Pentlala. But most of those migrated up from Highland Mm. is how they got to Pentlala. Okay, okay. And by the way, you made me last year laugh my uh, butt off whenever I about wrecked You said, whack off your weenie. So, <laughs> you <know. laughs> my fourth grade mind went freaking ballistic there. But anyways, I'm enjoying the show as always. Y'all have a great day, man. Thank right, you, Mr. You too, v. Mr. V. Good call. I, Mr. V. I wonder what V stands for. Victor? I know what it's... No. I know what it stands for. Volume. No. It's a procedure... When you don't have, you know... Viagra? No, not that's not a procedure. <laughs> that's a pill. And plus, why people are taking that anymore, apparently the patent was up. I, I mean it. I'm listening to all these wrestling podcasts. Like, there are, there's just, like, every different sort of, like, for him or <coughs> blue chew or whatever. I'm giving free plugs. But <coughs> it's ridiculous how many, like, male enhancement things or performance enhancement are out there now. It's I, amazing. I, I don't know. No, what, but... The, I don't know... Of what you speak, oh, Joey. Right. Well, you don't need to have a. You don't need to know Ed in order to use those things. Actually, I, I, do you I have, have high blood pressure? I have. I have no clue. Do you I have, have high, no clue? I'm just wondering. Do you no have blue pills in my house. Okay. Sure. Okay. They're white. <laughs> the. Uh, so, what were you feeling to say? No, like when the the guy doesn't want to have kids anymore. I believe that's what the V stands. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Yeah. It's. Uh, it's a weird time where that is so prominent that the internet's changed this, where people, I think, are just more frank to uh, talk about these things in the open. Like, oh, you don't have to know Ed, but, you know, try this. Enjoy yourself. And I won't keep talking about it unless somebody sponsors me. So I'll, I'll reach out to one of those companies. Y'all did I'll be have, happy to, to you sell know, one of those that things. was, you remember about two or three years ago, uh... Uh, rest his soul, Big Ben was here, and uh, oh yeah, Ben, yeah, great guy. There was a, there was a big buy from the Little Red Pill. Yeah, company. I do remember that. <laughs> that became a running joke. Those things work, man. Guys are hesitant to talk well, about I, it. I, I wouldn't know. No, guys really are hesitant to talk about that stuff. I'm not going to sit here and get into details, but. Look at these hands. I assure you there's no problem down there. No, I'll put it this way. I've been on every different side of those sorts of issues. And it's not some, like, chronic thing. It's not, like, happening every time. But, I mean, there's some you drink too much one night. Or, oh, wow, maybe you don't have a deep emotional connection with somebody, and it's actually not that great. Well, then you oh, shouldn't shocking. be doing it. Right. I know. Exactly. Like, shocking. 
shocking. It's not enjoyable unless there's a little bit of love involved or some sort of affection. Amazing how there that has, works. But no, we don't need, need to get started on this with only seven minutes to go on the program. No, I like getting into this because it makes you a little uh, nervous, but also well, no, like, you get make, a little excited. It doesn't make me nervous, but I mean, there's there's a purpose, and I think I think it really has been. Uh, uh, it's been a real downside to civilization. Oh, is fair enough. Yeah. That sex has become something you do simply Just for casually. pleasure. Yeah, and yeah. it's it, it was it was created. In my opinion, it was created as to be pleasurable. Sure, for both people, right, and bring if, people together if you do it right. Oh Lord! But also to procreate. And it, it should not be something that you enter into lightly. I agree. And so that that's that's where no, I go. For with all that. the talk I have like and put out there, I'm a pretty uh conservative guy in that regard. I actually am. Like I'm not I'm not some player out there, you're not some gigolo or whatever. Like I for all the talk, it's mostly talk. It's jokes. And I think it's fun to joke about. It it is. But uh yeah. Well look at this. Phone calls. Yeah, you had a whole show about sex is funny. I did. <laughs> Who's this? <laughs> hey, it's Brad. What's going on, fellas? Hey, Brad. Hey, Brad. How you doing? You know, every time I hear this topic come up about the Ed Pills, you know. Yeah, yeah. I remember back, oh, God, man, it's got to be 20 years ago when I guess the name of it Cialis or something. Yeah. And they were talking about it in the commercial. They said, you know, if, if you're... Um, if your situation persists for more than four hours, call a physician. And there was a there was a uh, talk show host, a sports talk show host, radio, <laughs> and, and uh, from out of Birmingham. I think y'all all know who I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he said, if I have if I have that situation for four hours, I'm not calling a doctor. I'm calling a press conference. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, Fred, Freddie Claus. If I had it for four hours. It wouldn't be me calling the physician. It would be. Oh, no. Oh, my. Oh, uh, no. There'd be somebody calling Peter, too, out there on that dead gun forum, ain't there? <laughs> oh, I'm gonna... good comeback. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. I'm going to stop before they cut the, TV, the, the show off. All right. <laughs> Bye. That was a good one, actually. That was a great I, comeback. Oh, I didn't notice any animals uh, when I went to your place the other day. No, we had. Uh, Were we they had, hiding? No, we had just moved the calves. We the little the the pasture right behind my house, right there. That's mm-hmm. where we run uh, winter calves, and we had just moved them to be worked to be sent back to Wisconsin. Oh, okay, is where they were headed. So yeah, we were we were empty. There's some out there now. Oh well, good for you. Yeah, good for you. Good for you and the family. That's wonderful. My dad's now living essentially in the country. He's right on the bay, uh, but technically it's Lillian, Alabama, and it is really in pretty much in the country. You got to go down county roads to get where he's going. All the homes, other than the ones right on the bay, which are kind of nice, you know, residential areas like beach homes, uh, all the area around is farms, like you know. Corn, like there's corn fields that are feed corn. We picked up some fresh sweet corn pick that day. It was fantastic. And by the way, a good way to get the, what is it, the silt? Silt. Yeah, silt. Um, he just cut the head off and cooked it in the microwave. Yeah. And then it came right off. And it it, it man, generally does. 
it was really, really good. Tiny bit of butter, but you really didn't need any butter or salt. Like, that sweet corn was so darn good. But then, I mean, cattle farms, all sorts of folks. It was so in the country that instead of a normal mailbox, like, post, here's our, like, a sign saying this is the driveway for this family, they had a, a trophy, like a stuffed deer. Like, an actual <laughs> deer you'd put on the wall, but it was a full deer, been stuffed, and it was on the top of their mailbox. It's a little freaky, actually. Like, I don't want to turn down that road. Like, go on, man. <laughs> like, it's going to turn into a Lillian, Alabama chainsaw massacre and that sort of stuff. Ah. Good yeah, they probably have the a country. good sense of humor. Yeah. Another, another good trick for your corn, and we, we talked about it. I think you had stepped out, chopped the top off. Yeah. Shuck it, and then take a toothbrush. Okay. okay. Tooth, toothbrush will knock it, it off. It kind of sticks to it. And if you if you rake down towards the, you're not uh, having to do every nook and cranny. It just kind of gets it all off. Yeah. That's right. Just cool. go down towards the tail end, and and you can get it off that way. Yeah. Well, it's cool. I'm happy for my dad. Is my point. He's always wanted to live in the country, and he's always wanted to live down at the coast. So he's got best of both worlds. He can go fishing, um, like right across the way. He's got a good friend of ours, and they go snapper fishing. It's in season. They're catching a lot down there. But then he can also. Uh, you know, be right in the country and away from the city. And yeah. it's a lot of local grocers and farmers markets and get all the food he pretty much wants. So he's he's doing well. He's getting the best of both worlds. Now, Will got married last weekend, right? Yeah. On Father's Day weekend. Yes. So you got to spend Father's Day, Father's Day weekend mm-hmm. with your brother mm-hmm. and your dad. And That's pretty cool. Grandfather, My grandfather down here unfortunately couldn't travel. We talked to him on the phone. Uh, his dad, my dad's dad, couldn't travel, unfortunately. Uh, we love him, though, and um, we understand. But uh, my mom's dad was able to make it there, Ron. And uh, aunts and uncles I hadn't seen in years. I'd seen them at, like, Christmas and stuff, but could see them in that environment. Cousins I hadn't seen because everybody's moved. You know, yeah. from Philly to all sorts of Charlotte, North Carolina, all over the country. So to see everybody together was fantastic. And uh, to see, actually met some people on the bride side who were from Decatur. So there were some Alabama raids. So it's a good time. And see, that's weird. That's something I have a hard time associating with people about because my grandparents, or my grandfather's, he's passed. But my grandmother lives across the road from me. Right. My daddy lives down the road from me. Both my aunts live right up the road from me. Uh, we've got two cousins that live down in Florida, but other than that, everybody else lives even in the same it community. It used still. to be that way with our family, and then yeah. in the last four or five years, people have kind of moved. Well, and you got to get out of Alabama if you want to make a living for the most part. <laughs> yeah. Man, I'm digging this song today. I don't know why, though. It's just a good message. Might be subliminal. Maybe, but it's beyond me. I'll be back tomorrow, another 10 hour day.